Welcome to the Rediscovering Biblical Manhood podcast. We're growing men who fear the Lord, but do not fear our identity in Christ. The enemy is hard at work in our fallen world. So come on, join us in fighting for the restoration of men's hearts through the church, the word, and our risen Savior, Jesus. Well, listeners, we are back in the saddle, and it is another episode of Rediscovering Biblical Manhood. And with that, last week we covered the poser. We've been talking about this idea of secret agent training. And then today, Jay and I have a brand new topic laid out in front of us. But Jay, maybe as we jump back in, can you kind of hit reset for a second? What is the idea of this secret agent training that we're talking about? Yeah, we've been talking about how do we live in this world once we become a Christian, and how do we choose to live in this world, right? This world that we live in is so filled with pressure. It's so fast, and we are being told how we should think. Things are pivoting from day to day. It's pretty easy to lose your bearings. And what we're talking about is once you know who you are, once you've been saved and you're, you're a follower of Jesus, you get a new set of principles to operate from and a new way to live. But you still have to choose it and do it. And so then the point of this series is to be able to do that, I first have to know myself. I've got to get in touch with who I really am in Christ. I've got to deal with my posers. And once I've done that, I have this whole new freedom to live, not detached from the world, but sort of above the fray of the world, because I know the truth about where I come from. I know the truth about where I'm going Mm. and everything that's happening now while it matters, it kind of doesn't. And you get this freedom from the expectation and pull of all the things that weigh people's hearts and minds down on a day-to-day basis. Well said. And so last week, we talked about the poser and this idea of men, women, as we step into certain situations, we put on a mask and we talked through that. So go back and listen to that episode if you have not checked that out. And today, we're walking down a different but same path, Jay, we, we kind of finished a couple of episodes ago speaking that after Poser, we wanted to walk into this idea of living as a free Christian in the world, living as a free Christian in the world. So I think there's a couple of kind of definitions we need to throw out there first. A Christian, Jay just kind of explained this idea of freedom, Jay. When I think freedom, and listeners, just just think about what your parents used to teach you when you were growing up, what your teachers how you've how you've assumed this definition of freedom over over yourself as you've walked through your life so far this idea of freedom the ability to think to act to believe as you will on this earth that's my kind of quick definition jay of freedom is there a distinction for you when you think as a christian freedom yeah i think the christian perspective is freedom of thought And then how that gets expressed in how you react to other people. So Viktor Frankl, who wrote a phenomenal book, he was a concentration camp survivor. He had a quote that I think helps get us down the path we're going. He says, everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances and to choose one's own way. And when we choose the way of Jesus then we have the ability to live free. But what do we mean by freedom there? We don't mean freedom in the traditional sense, like I'm not oppressed or I have all the money I need to go choose to do what I want 
or I have freedom of speech, you know, things that we, we would define as freedoms in the Western world, particularly in the United States. The freedom we get in Christ is I am free to live above my circumstances and to respond in love to everybody about everything every time because I'm actually dead to this world. I'm dead to this world. This world has no meaning for me. I'm not, I'm not even from here. I'm not even a citizen of this world. And it's sort of interesting when you think about if I'm in another country and I'm not from there and things are a little crazy or I don't agree with their former government, I don't get as worked up because I'm like, well, that's just how they do it around here. I'm able to stay a little above it because I know eventually I'm going to get to go home. And I'm, this, is not, this is not my jam. This is not, I don't have to get super stressed out about this because it's not, it's, not, it's not where I'm from. That comment brings up a couple of thoughts for me, Jay. The first is, well, if I'm free, why can't I do whatever I want, whenever I want, however I want, with whoever I want, for as long as I want, right? And I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm of, and and we've all probably, as listeners, seen this experience where you go to church on Sunday and you see somebody, and then on Wednesday you see something on the Book of Faces, Facebook, or on on social, you're like, huh. That's a different persona to what I saw on Sunday. And then on Friday night, you you walk past the local tavern and you see something else because the person is being free. And then on Sunday, they're another free again because they're freedom in Christ or they have freedom in Christ. So this idea of, I'm, I'm not talking masks again, Jay, but just this idea of, you said we're not of this world, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I can do whatever I want, however I want, whenever I want, with who I want, for as long as I want. No, it's actually the opposite, right? So choosing freedom in Christ is a paradox because you actually choose to put limits on yourself. What we're talking about is really freedom of response and being free from things like the tyranny of anxiety mm. and pressure to perform and what other people think about me. True Christian freedom frees you from that the expectation, the weight, if you can embrace it. This is why it's so important to know your posers. And you never, you have to walk this out every single day. It's why we have to get up and die to ourselves every single day to invite Christ in to live through us. That is the Christian freedom we're talking about. But what's exciting about that is you think about Paul and Paul's in jail and he's getting beaten and he's loving people and he's got a great attitude. Paul's got plenty and he's got a great attitude. He And people ask him, they're like, how can you have this perlative attitude and be so consistent no matter what's going on. And he's like, Hey, I'm free. Like, I don't, I'm not worried about it anymore because I only have one job and that's to love other people and to spread the, the gospel of Jesus. And, and then I'm going to go home and then I'm going to go home. I'm here on a mission. And so, you know, I, I get to thinking about people that have to get, you get an assignment for two years. I got to go overseas or I got to do this. You're there. At, you know, if I'm in the military, right, I, I, I get deployed. I have a mission for a period of time, and I'm really focused on that, but I know I'm going to go home. Well, what's our mission here? Our mission here, once we've truly realized who we are in Jesus and what's going on around here, is, hey, I just going to love other people. This isn't easy to do, by the way. You have to really choose. Viktor Frankl's point is so spot on. You got to choose it every day. Like it, It's easy for me to get up and feel the pressure of the world, Chica. Every morning, it's knocking on the door. Oh, your job. Oh, you're not going to have enough money. Oh, your kids are going astray. Oh my gosh, this happened, that happened. It's easy to get sucked down into that. Or you can choose, John Eldridge calls it benevolent detachment. Yep, I'm going to go experience all those things. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to go into every one of those situations and I'm just going to try to express the love of Jesus. 
And I'm not really going to worry about the outcome because it doesn't really matter anyway. So as you're talking about this idea of freedom or freedom in Christ in this world, when I think of the Old Testament and I think of just reading through even Deuteronomy, I was I was checking out earlier this week and I was laughing because I knew we were talking about this topic, this idea of the, the laws that were set forward for God's people and all of the laws that, that God's people had to follow, now that we are believers in Jesus, we don't necessarily have to follow those um step-by-step laws. However, to your point, we're still tying ourselves down to Christ. So in some way, are, are we, we're not a slave to this world, but we're a slave to Christ, right? I, I think of this idea of freedom being, or the important aspect of, of being a Christian in freedom means that we're not returning to living under the idea of the law. Um, and I think of Galatians 5.1, which says that for freedom in Christ has set us free, Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. And in this context, I'm talking about the slavery of the law. Um, Jay, what's your thought around this idea of if we're not slaves to the world, we are somewhat slaves to being with Jesus? Yeah, but I think that's a good that's a good kind. And so if I had to kind of make this practical or the way I think about it, like how I've made it made sense in my brain, when I was a really young man, I worked in retail. I worked in a retail store and I became the store manager and I was very young. I was like 25 and, and I wasn't very good at it. I was really not very good at it. I wasn't a very good leader and I was struggling. And one morning I was in my shower and I had this thought, I'm going to go to my store today and I'm going to walk around and I'm going to pretend that the founder of the company's with me and asking me questions. And I'm going to try to look at the store the way he would look at the store. And it was so transformative. I got to my store that day and and I got in front of, I was walking up and down the aisles and I was looking at things and I was just imagining the founder was with me asking me questions. And suddenly I started asking myself better questions and I started giving better direction and talking different to my folks. And I was in a totally different mindset. Well, I think about that now in this freedom in Christ and being a slave to Christ. And I think if I have to go into a tense meeting today, think about your day listeners, whatever you have coming up, maybe a, a, a difficult conversation with your wife, or your husband, or your children, or you're going to go into a tense meeting at work, or you're dealing with this situation or whatever. Imagine you were going into it with Jesus, and Jesus was going to respond for you. He was going to handle your responses. How different would it be? Well, first of all, you wouldn't be that worried about what's going to go on. You'd be far more concerned about the people you're engaging with. So if you're going to go into that meeting, and you're like, okay, I could lose my job in this meeting, whatever, but that doesn't worry because God's going to work everything out for my good. I believe in that promise, right? It's about the promises. See, when you live under the being a slave to Christ, you also get to live with the promises of the Bible. And the Bible promises this, that. So if I go in under the promises and I'm in that meeting, I'm thinking, how can I love everybody in this meeting? How can I love everybody and represent my homeland? How can I represent my country well in this meeting? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm from heaven. And so how, if I went into that meeting with that, how different would it be? How would, would my attitude be? How, how would that affect all the people in the room? That's what we're talking about, living in freedom. And so that's how Paul could stand in front of, of powerful rulers who said, I control your life. Like, yeah, no, you don't. It's how Jesus could stand in front of his persecutors and, and Pontius Pilate could say, I control life and death over you. And he goes, yeah, no, you don't. But I love you, and we can have a conversation. And but you don't, you don't really control me. It's, it's not that way. It's a freedom that is paradoxical, like we said, 
because it doesn't make sense in the context of the world. And people will be like, you can't live that way. That's the point. People are, are going to be like, you can't live like that. But, but we can. This idea of sin, this idea of slavery, I think what I took in summary from, from what you just spoke into is that we were like free from the penalty of sin because in Christ we are free from the, the, um, the, the oppressive system, if that, if that makes sense. But at the same time, we are free from the power of sin. Um, and at the same time, this is not a license, like a James Bond license, to go out there and sin because we believe in Jesus, right? And it, I think that what Paul said um, in Romans, as you were saying that, I quickly looked this up. Listen to this one, listeners and, and, and Jay. But thanks be to God, uh, this is Romans 6, but thanks be to God that you were once slaves of sin. Um, and now you've become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching from which you were committed. And having been set free from sin, you have now become slaves of righteousness. So Paul actually says it in Rome in this idea of slaves, but everything you just articulated there, um, Jay, basically sets us free. And therefore we are slaves and or, um, what's another word for slaves? It's not necessarily a slaves to Christ because of the relationship with him, but more when a believer accepts Christ, he or she is is kind of baptized into the idea of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. And therefore, at that moment, you're no longer a slave to sin, but you're a servant. There it is. Instead of a slave, you're a servant to righteousness. And it should alter the way you live. It should alter the way you engage with people. If we come back to this idea of where, where is your true homeland, how do you live in this world that you're currently occupied in as a believer, if we were from country A and we were visiting country B as a representative of country B, before we left country A, people would give us advice like represent our country well. You're going to represent our people there. And while you're in country B, everywhere you go, every dinner party, it's going to be on your mind. I need to represent my country well. I need to represent my people well, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect how you live, how you operate while you're a guest in that other country. Well, while we are guests in this world, which we are, f Jesus followers are guests in this world, and this world has a set of operating principles and things that we don't have to get attached to. It should alter how we live, every interaction we have. And I'm not saying I do this. I do this like 2% of the time. I'm striving, right? Like we're all striving to do this, uh, but striving in freedom is we should represent our country well. One of the things I'm trying to do this year is take stock after every interaction I have. How did I represent my country in that meeting? And, and sometimes I do really well, and a lot of times I don't. When I get caught up in the things of this world and start to get anxious or I start to strive or I start to think about, do I have enough money? And what do people think of me? And am I going to get promoted? And oh my gosh, this, oh my gosh, that. If I can set all that aside and remember, God has a plan for me it's a good plan. And I've got a purpose here. And I need to just continue to let God work that out through me. It alters how I am. And that then alters how the traditions of my country can impact the traditions of this world I'm occupying. That's, that's I think, the entire point of living free. And it's very challenging to do, Chiga, because we live in an always-on world, very connected. Technology is just booming in, booming out, so many things to distract us. We forget where we're from day in and day out. It's so easy. We can just get lost in all the activity. 
got a little grenade to throw in here. I know we don't have a ton of time left. This could be another episode. You brought up the fact that we step into another country. I think back to Thanksgiving or, or even over the Christmas holidays where we step into families' homes, right? So listeners, you probably had this experience where family you have not seen in a year comes into your home or you enter their home and here you are bringing your world um, and your belief system into their belief system. They have certain traditions. They have certain behaviors. You start to analyze in your head, okay, so this is how we've lived for 11 and a half months of the year. And now for the couple of weeks or for the couple of days that we are interacting with the ones that brought us into this world, the ones that we grew up with, we're standing around now. Jay, talk to us about judgment for a second. So here we are stepping in with the attitude of love. We're stepping in as an attitude of a believer, not of this world. We're trying to love as Christ loved us. We're trying to love to reflect as everything you just spoke to. How do we maneuver around this idea of judging others, therefore, because they're not of our world, they may not even be, be total believers? How, how do you navigate that? You know, I think a lot about how Jesus interacted with people. And in every recorded situation, he was always just looking for a different way to love them. Because he always wanted to share with them the gift of the joy he had in freedom in his father, in the acceptance his father had of him, in the affirmation his father had for him. And he wanted to share that. And he was always doing that. And the, and the followers of Jesus were doing that. They would get into situations. So they just set aside ever getting anything out of the interaction for themselves. And I think a lot of times when we are living through an earthly point of view, like you were talking about, we have all these expectations. I think believers, they, they set aside expectation of gaining things in this world, and they just have an expectation of what God's going to do in a situation. When we're, when, when we're at our best. That, that's massive for the, the listener on this podcast, Jay, that walks into that situation, not even with family, but in the workplace too, right? So we, we always walk into a certain environment when we're walking into our work. And you, here you are standing with as the beacon of light, as the believer, but you may be under literally bondage from an employer that is asking you to behave and or project certain feelings, certain um, themes, certain agendas on their behalf, whereas you're the believer and may completely disagree with some of these things. Yet you have to be the beacon of Jesus and you have to love. Now, th there comes a trepidation of, well, <laughs> at my core, I actually do not believe that and you may have to stand up. Jay, I know that we've both talked through that on this podcast a number of times where we've had those situations. And so... As we turn the corner and, and kind of bring or land the plane around this idea of Christian freedom in this world, um, and, to, and to cap off what you were just saying, Jay, I brought up Romans 14, which says, therefore, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block in front of a brother or a hindrance in front of a brother or sister. As we walk into this week, Jay, what are some talking points or what are some kind of goals or milestones that we can that we can chase after around this idea of being a free Christian in this world? One of the things I'm thinking a lot about is home, my true home. And this week, 
I've got a pretty big week I'm entering into. Lots of different human emotions are going to be engaged in this week and in the last week. But what I'm thinking about is I can endure anything with a great attitude, like Frank or Frankel was talking about. I can endure anything because pretty soon, sooner than I think, I'm going to be going home and I will be totally free. So I am free to live free here in thought and expression and love because soon I will be going home where there is no more pain and there is no more sorrow and there is no more pressure and there's no more anxiety and there's no more stress and there's no more lack of resources. And all I have to do is just endure here a little bit longer and love as many people as I can while I'm available. First Corinthians says, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And I think as a as a Bible verse, that's something cool to put on a post-it note or have front of mind as we walk into this week. Listeners, the, 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 the calling for us as Christians is to be not of this world because we have a future world or, or, or residence. And so as we do walk through this world, whether it be at work, whether it be in a tense argument at home, whether it be modeling for your, your your sons or daughters to do it all for the glory of Christ. Jay, would you pray us out as we walk into this week? And listeners, we'll find you next week on the podcast. Yes, Lord, thank you for the opportunity to talk about you. Chica and I enjoy getting together once a week and just talking about your world you've created, the world we'll be going to. And I just pray that each listener here, if they know you, they can spend time thinking about you and going home. And if they don't know you, they would seek to get to know you better, deeper, to understand how they can have the freedom you and only you can bring to us to free us from the bonds and expectations of this world. It's in your name that we pray.